came here to say Who wanted from the jump? We came to get exactly what you want We came here to say that You don't really want it with us Yeah, yeah Sports show Came here to say that You don't really want it with us Yeah, yeah Sports show Came here to say that You don't really want it with us Yeah, we live, you know We came here to say that You don't really want it with us Yeah, yeah yeah. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Year Sports Show. This is the Kobe episode, episode 24. It is your boy, Big Baby, a.k.a. the soul of R&B. Get it, get it. You going to let me say it or you going to interrupt me when I'm saying it? <laughs> nah, no, don't I, I hype me up. You, don't hype, you can't hype up R&B singers, nigga. Like, I don't hype you up. Who, who hypes up, who hypes up, up R&B singers? Imagine. I have to. You have to. Did he? Yeah, maybe. I guess Matt is Diddy now. That's how you. That's how you go from sounding like Ice JJ thick to sounding like Joe. You got. It got. It got to transition smooth. This is LL. Got to get hyped. LL Cool Matt talking to me, y'all. AKA it is BK Matt. You already know what you already know the vibe. And the vibe. As always, we have the Queen Queen Tay. You already know. Where was that energy last week, though? Because I see what happened. You definitely ran off, and I'm waiting for the just the footage of that, and we haven't posted yet. I had to go to the bathroom. See, and that's what I was. That's how I played it. Like my vocals was like it was hoarse because you know I was holding, you know, my pipes Mm because I had to go to the bathroom. So I was like, you know what? Let me play it for her. Mm -hmm. You know, get her hype. You know, because she was turned up already. She was saying shit like it was a LeBron episode. It was a LeBron episode. episode. And then Dre played both of us and made it something. I was like, wait, what? Here we go. She was misconstrued and confused. I'm like, all right, I got to play a hype song. But I can't sing it because I had to go to the bathroom. So I'm like, you know what? Let me go to the bathroom. Bro, did you just just insinuate that I have fucking Alzheimer's? You said I got confused and what? And disoriented? You got you got confused. You thought oh, it was hell, you thought it was a LeBron what? episode. And his his, his number is number six. It was a LeBron Not episode. Your ass kept saying number. Your ass kept saying number nine. Yeah, I was so confused. Number nine. Right? I was That's how confused. Yeah, I was because you know upside down cake. You know you turned the nine upside down and six. Anyway. That that made no sense. zero sense, but it is okay. <laughs> Don't it judge okay. me. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. I had a rough day that day. I, I literally just got up. Yeah, you definitely and had a drove all you, the way. You definitely had Jesus a you definitely had a rough day because that. your life um uh, flashed before your eyes. Hell yeah! She said she burst like it was four hundred and five. See, even worse. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Anyway. I value my life. I love my kids and my wife. Granted, I died a day. They rich. I shouldn't have said that because if something happened to me. That's on you. That, again, what that's the hell? On, I don't know. Matt is, Matt is tripping, bro. So I'm, we're going to move forward. I'm and well, before we start, um, I did say it was a Kobe episode. We didn't do this last episode, but. It's Kobe, so we're gonna do it this episode. 
You know why we didn't do it last last episode? Because Tavia hate Jordan. I can't stand the, the Chicago Bulls. Any any good memory of, of of Jordan is a bad memory for me because it's always against the fucking Knicks. There's no need to do that. I don't need that stress in my life. I don't. That's why we didn't do it. Sure. Oh, you forgot. Oh, oh, you forgot that you don't like LeBron, but it's it's all good. We're gonna we're gonna keep going though. We're gonna keep going. It wasn't. A, it, we're gonna it keep wasn't going. About LeBron. Okay. You, LeBron episode is number six. It, it makes no sense. Like, come on, this guy. You got to think about it. Most of his championships he won when he was he, he was number six. Just throwing so, that out there. What is your favorite Kobe Bryant moment? I'm start with you. I'm start with you, Tay. I got a lot of them. I would say um, two really come to mind. His last 60-point game, his last game as a pro player, mm-hmm. his final performance on the court was just a symbol of how much of an amazing player that he was throughout his career. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of my favorite Kobe moments also come off court, like just how he spoke about his wife and his daughters. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. how he was never afraid to take a stance. Mm-hmm. Um, and social issues. So I would say, like his his final performance was my favorite. What about you, Matt? I got a couple. Uh, let's see. The fifty that he dropped in Madison Square Garden. I was there for that. Uh, he outscored Dallas. What was it like, sixty three to like sixty one in three quarters. That was a that was but the one of the moments that resonate to me the most I want to say was um when he played Phoenix in um in the first round and you know he's really he's had bad luck with Steve Nash and, and the Suns in, in in the first round this is like after Shaq and how he got that 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 team when we're talking about like the worst team in the history of the fucking Lakers. Talking about Smush Parker and Kwame Brown and Luke Walton and Chris Mim and all and and Rad Manovic and, and all of them and and he it's like he had them believing that they were a really good team and 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 he hit that one shot off the wing after he dunked over Steve Nash which everybody seems to forget because they said it was a charge but I don't believe that shit he got teabagged deal with it but that shot that he hit off the like the corner of the the corner of the free throw line and for them to win it and it just resonated to how great he was as a player and how determined he was as an athlete and that killer mentality that he had that he carried them against that that, that Phoenix Suns and they were not looked at as a threat by any stretch of the imagination they wasn't a threat let's just be clear on that but it was just him being Kobe being Kobe and not that never say die attitude and carrying him against that slaughter ass Phoenix Suns team and, 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 and getting that victory. That that those are the moments that designate me as a Kobe fan. And of course the sixty point game that Tavia mentioned. I ain't gonna hold you. I cry like a little bitch. Cause I knew I was never gonna see nobody play as as determined and and, and, and great as Kobe played. So yeah, I cried like a little bitch on that last game. So yeah, those are my um favorite Kobe moments. Um, I cry right now. I think for mine, um, 
think the redeem team is definitely one of them because <clears throat> yes, the Liberty the redeem team is definitely one okay. because at the time, like that assemb- that that team of players that went over and, and, and played in China, in Beijing, um, crazy. Michael Red, Michael Red, Jason Kidd, yeah. Chris Paul, Darren Williams, um, Tyshawn Prince, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, uh, Carmelo, du, um, Dwight, Carlos Boozer. Just that team was, was sick, and Kobe was grooming the future NBA players, the the, the LeBrons, the Wades, the right. Melos. All of he was grooming them while playing with them right there. Like like he was p- yeah. passing it, he was paying it forward, and you know a lot of people probably didn't even know that he was, but he was definitely paying it forward. Um, his eighty one his eighty one ball versus Toronto, was crazy, crazy, and it's not like and and my thing what? is, it wasn't stat hunting because somebody said Kobe was stat hunting. No, it was more of. My team is ass, and I need to do this. This game, they ass bust. I, I, people, I think people just saw the highlights on on Sports Center and didn't actually watch the game. I'm not even gonna hold you. I caught it like towards like the end of the second quarter into the third quarter. So Toronto was killing the Lakers again. That Lakers team was trash. One hundred percent ass. I'm talking about like. Not wiping your ass, ass. The skip marking everything. It was it was trash, and he had to do what he had to do for them to even win that game. It's not like he scored eighty one points and they lost. He scored eighty one points and they won. People people just said what they said. We know like pass the ball, Kobe. That was that. That was that vibe back then. Shouldn't have been because they didn't trust the team. And I wouldn't trust myself. That's either. part of the reason why people thought. He was stat hunting because he didn't really have anybody to pass it to. Right. So, but um, yeah, of course the final sixty, um, Ro shot fifty shots in that game. Like, like, like he he shot fifty shots. That's hard to do. By it's hard to pull up fifty shots by yourself in the gym. It's hard to do it when it's harder to do it when you got. All world defenders on you, the whole get like so, right. but uh, definitely. And and just I know the mop, I like this Kobe giving back in general, what he gave back to the game after he was finished. Um, that that's a lot of my favorite moments too. Seeing him talk to players and Mamba Academy and all that stuff, and seeing um, him grooming Gigi, like, or like, like. To be probably one of the best WNBA players of all time, so um, but yeah, those are my um, Kobe moments. Rest in peace to Gigi and Kobe and everybody who passed away that 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 day on on January twenty eighth. So, um, uh, moving forward, we're gonna start with some wrestling. So, um, AEW Dynamite was on Wednesday. Um, it was Fight for the Fallen. They have this show every. They have Fight for the Fallen every year. Um, it's to raise money for a nonprofit. For uh, I forgot <laughs> honestly what it raises money for, but I know it raises money for like um, a charity. This time the money is going to COVID relief, everything like that. So um, 
the opening match, which is the match we're going is the match that we're talking about, was Cody Rhodes versus uh, Sun Kiss for the TNT Championship. Um, it was a good match. Uh, it was a very good match. The outcome was as predicted. Um, Sunny's really good in a ring. Uh, he does. He does need some polishing, but uh, that comes with more TV time. That comes with more ring time. Uh, Matt, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the match. I like the story of the match, and um, I touched on it a little bit with you and Wilkins and Prolific and, and a little bit. We was, you know, we kind of talked about it. I felt like the story resonated with me more. That's why I was kind of like asking, like, which I thought about the story. Right? Because it seemed like Cody was like in that match and he was a little off. He wasn't like the, the normal American Nightmare that we saw against Lance Archer or like, you know, Jericho. You know what I'm saying? Or, or MJF. He was like, he was off his game. I don't know if he, if the story to like how everybody, like how they tried to present it was he felt uncomfortable in this match because he didn't want to expose Sonny Kiss as not ready or if it was, you know, they were trying to, like, be careful to what's going on in the world today. But what I, from what I took, it seemed like he was just trying to take it easy on Sonny and he underestimated Sonny. And Sonny shine. Granted, he does need some polishing. And I, I, I will never take that away from him, but Sonny is... Sonny is a premier athlete, and, I, and I'm glad to see him, like, being highlighted and, and being on the show. Because I remember when they first signed him, and I'm like, all right, I'm watching AEW because of stars like Sonny Kiss and, like, uh, Private Party and, 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 and Big Swole and Nyla Rose and all of them. Because these are people that we're familiar with. They're from that tri-state area loop. You know what I'm saying? So we see them more often. It's like to see them – Reach, reach that level where they're on national television and finally get their shot. I think the only ones that we've been seeing so far is Private Party and, and Nyla Rose, you know, because she just had her her championship run. And she got Vicky Guerrero now, which I'm still trying to understand that. Like, Let me tell you something. No, there. No, we'll no, touch no. on that on Vicky after Guerrero, the year. She has the ability to draw attention to people who she manages. So I, I don't think deny that. even though I don't right deny now, that at all. I think it's peculiar enough to say, hmm, how is this going to work? But I think Vicky Guerrero, she has she gets a lot of reaction wherever she goes. You get what I'm saying? I and and I agree with you, but certain like it's like certain people don't need- I feel don't need a manager. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like Nala Rose is one of them players that don't need a manager. She's just in a situation where she's roster deprived. You get what I'm saying? Like, she doesn't have nobody she can feed off of and build. And I feel like the Vicky Guerrero pairing was more or less like, oh, we signed Vicky. We can't put her on commentary because we got Jim Rose, Shivani, and and I forgot the nigga with the, with the mask. I forgot his name that quick. Um, and you got Taz that jump on there here and there. You have Jericho that jumps on there here and there. So you don't necessarily need a Vicky Guerrero unless you got her on on AEW. No, but I, I don't see you know her as a okay. commentary. I, I don't. I don't think that's why they signed her anyway. Yeah, she, I don't see she, her as commentary. She, she was gonna be. She no, was gonna I'm be talented, like, regardless of like. She, 
all right, if she's going to be talent, that's cool. I don't feel like she should have well, been with Nyla Rose. I feel like Nyla Rose can hold her own. They need to develop more women athletes that can oppose against Nyla Rose. But and build Nyla pedigree, Rose. Not necessarily squash pedigree, What I think is going to happen is she's going to serve as like that MVP type of manager, like what he's trying mm-hmm. to do for Bobby Lashley, I think. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that... um. She has experience being like she has so much experience being on TV. She's learned around Eddie and 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 the WWE way of doing things to where she can sharpen Nia. I mean, um, Nyla. She can sharpen Nyla and 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 yeah. continue to have her keep her TV ready and everything like that. I get what you're saying about Nyla men not needing a manager, right? Cody didn't need a manager. Cody didn't need Cody didn't need yeah, Arn. So it just but it. now like it added something to Cody. It's like, oh, okay. I'm not even gonna hold you. Sometimes that frustrates me seeing Arn with, with Cody. I'm like, why? Cody is like a like he's like a dynasty type player. Like he doesn't need a Arn Anderson. Granted, I love Arn. I'm I'm gonna favorite for the four horsemen. I love Arn, I love what Tully was doing with with Sean Spears. I, it's, I was about to call him Tyler Dillinger, and I see what they were doing with him, you know, on on the last Dynamite where they were they had him scouting. It looked like he was scouting. I'm not necessarily sure if that's what the, the like case was. Week, couple they weeks now. Him so. a couple, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But they, it's like they kept throwing mention to him that he's watching. So I'm guessing, like, mm-hmm. thing is he's scouting. I don't know what, what's going on with Sean Spears, but I felt like. I don't really. I really don't know what the fuck happened with Sean Spears. He was on loose. He, his, most of his matches I, have been on on dark. So, I know. But there, there's no like, there's uh, no place to put him like on after, dynamite right now. I guess. I mean, so damn. He, it's like NXT all over again. No, it? Well, no, yeah, it's different yeah. because like, I, but, it's different. You, you said losing streak. Said no, he like, he's not on the losing streak oh, though. He's he's been winning on on dark. His, his oh. AEW record this year is way better than 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 his ever his ever no, his record has ever been in WWE. So it's just it's. Oh yeah, I, I don't think I but, don't remember him ever winning a match. But in, in terms of to, to bring it back to um to to sunny. Sunny and, and and Cody, like I said, they're building something with Cody, and it the, the seeds were planted a few weeks, uh, a month or two back, with the whole Lance Archer thing, because when him and Lance Archer was, was tangling up, he mentioned, "Oh, where are my friends? Where are my family? Where's my nightmare family? Where's where's the elite? Am I even part of the elite?" So that's when it was kind of like, "Oh." Something's about to happen. Because everybody's more like, oh, it's going to be Hangman. It's going to be Hangman. Of course, eventually it's going to be Hangman. But if Cody turns, that that flips the company. That definitely flips the company. So, Tay, I don't know if you saw it. I'm not sure if you saw the match. Did you? The Nyla, um, the, the, the Sunny Kiss and Cody? <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> We laugh. You laugh. Really not, I, I have to ask you. Yeah. I'm not gonna be like, all right. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, if you haven't seen it, Tavia, I know you're a very busy woman. Uh, um, definitely take a moment, take Sonny, a moment, take a moment those, to watch Sonny. it. So, Tay, you're gonna love Sunny. Believe it or not, I feel like you'll, right. you'll love Sunny. My kids love Sunny. So I mean, like, and they're 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 really a good. I'm not even gonna hold you. They're a good mm-hmm. judge on certain shit. Like that's how I know if it's gonna work or not because their attention span is short as a motherfucker. So it's like. For them to sit there and watch a Sunny Kiss match, they like something. Well, I think they like the dance that, that he did in the beginning of the of, of the match. They like that, but their big thing is is the theme. They fuck with Bray Wyatt. Every day I gotta I gotta put on the um the Firefly Firehouse theme. But yeah, Sunny Kiss is dope, bro. You, like I can't wait till he hit his stride and he's really out there in AEW because I feel like he's gonna be a player for me. They just gotta they just gotta book yeah. it right. Just like Lance Archer, I feel like Lance Archer is going to be really big for them. They just got to book it right. Hangman, they got to book it right. Well, to move on for wrestling right now, because we're going to come back, because uh, we definitely asked a question. Um, I'm ready. That's another earlier. segment. Yeah, we asked, we asked a question last week. Um, who are your top five wrestlers who have never won the WWE, WWF title? So. Um, but we're, we're going to get to that towards the end of the episode. So, um, but let's get into some. That might have to be an episode on its own. <laughs> that might be, but um, I get my laugh from the Million Dollar Man, you know. Hmm. I get my laugh from the Million Dollar Man, you know. Really? I do. Yeah, Dude, always. Uh, you sound like wow. Good. Wow. Somebody. I'm just letting y'all know. Um, oh. oh, well, I, I'll let the announcement be at the end of the show because clearly Matt has a death wish, so it'll be okay. Um, um, what let's get to some basketball. Uh, not too much heavy basketball uh-huh. news, but it, it is it is heavy in a way. So, James Harden. I was actually waiting for Tavia for this one, too. I feel like hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. So um James Harden uh was seen walking in um walking in the bubble, walking around the bubble with a mask. The mask was a Punisher skull, uh, and I love the Punisher. The Punisher skull with um a thin blue line. So the thin blue line uh, represents Blue Lives Matter, um, support for the police, and all, all this, that, and third. Mm-hmm. The problem, well, again, and this, here's my thing, and and just a bit of a sidebar, there is no problem supporting the police. We, we are not anti-police here. Right. We are not anti-police. Like I said, I have, I, I, know, I know police officers or damn good police officers. Again, it's more of a, well, you fit the description type of thing, unfortunately, with with police. But um, other than that, that's what that thin blue line means. And, of course, with the heightened race, um, sensitivity to everything that's going on, James Harden was wearing a mask. To Unknowingly to James Harden, that's what that meant. And he explained, well, I thought the mask looked cool and it covers my mouth and my beard. Granted, 
it did cover his mouth and his beard. I did not see his beard sticking out the mask. My question to you is, should, uh, with everything going on right now, should James Harden have been more careful about wearing something like that? Or do you think people are overreacting? I'm going to start with you, Matt. All right. Before I answer your question, I'm going to start off with this. All right. Before I even really knew, like, I didn't know what this Blue Lives Matter shit was until, like, a few episodes ago where I think we were talking about the the, the, the last ride shit with Undertaker, right? And, and Tavia mentioned, I don't know if she mentioned it on air or who was just talking mm-hmm. in the background. And she mentioned, like, oh, he's walk, he's rocking around that 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 Blue Lives Matter shirt. And I'm saying there like, what Blue Lives Matter? What are you talking about? And he, then she explained it to me. So this is legit. As close as probably like, I'm going to say as far back as like, what, a month? Tavia, if I'm not wrong, yeah, this is like a about month six ago, weeks right? ago. So, exactly. That's my first time hearing about it. Is it possible that a person like James Harden, who's hardly ever on the internet, you don't ever really see him say anything, and a person that is very very active in the community and, and does stuff for the black community and, and as, as a philanthrop- philanthropist, is it possible that he legit did not know what that meant and he just thought, like, how Dre just explained it was a Punisher? We all are yeah, fan, fan of Punisher. Like, and, 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 and that, that, that comic, and, and we understood it. We understood it as that. It wasn't until the blue streak, and then everybody was like, "You know what? That's some blue loud. That's some clown shit." I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lead on to my answer with this. It's not clown shit. I will not well, call it that, clown shit. God rest her soul. That, my mom. Yeah. Was a quick thing. Officer. Quick thing. Quick thing. So I don't, I don't, don't mean to interrupt you, but just so we're not confusing people, we're not saying the Punisher is a police symbol. We're just saying the police, the Punisher, would happen to be on this mask. That had yeah, a, a blue, lot of them, blue streak yeah. on, so I just want we I just wanted to clear out confusion yeah. for people. You know, we got comic book people. All right, the Punisher's not police. Yes, we know Punisher's not police, but, but no. we, I just wanted I because no. it no. I just wanted to clear it up because it, that that's how it sounded. I didn't want people to be like, oh no, no, the Punisher's not police. So go ahead, continue. No, but yeah, like I said, God rest him. So my mom was a police officer, a retired police officer. For the New York Police Department. So I've met plenty of police officers that weren't about that life that 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 you know harassed people in the in the stop and frisk era and and the racially profiling and you know you fit the description shit. And like y'all have heard, I've my testimony on this show plenty of times. I've been a victim of of all of that on many occasions. And again, my mom was a police officer. I have aunts that were that are in are on the police right now. And friends that I went to high school with that are on the police force right now, on the streets, doing what they have to do. And they are fully with the Black Lives Lives the Black Lives Matter movement. You know what I'm saying? Not all police are fucked up. It's like it's it it, it, it it's fucked up to put them all in the same boat and be like Fuck twelve. When we say fuck twelve, it's basically like the 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 the, the amount of co- the amount of police officers that do fucked up shit. That's not everybody. So I feel like everybody 
overreacted with James Harden. Granted, it's mm-hmm. fucked up timing. But that's the thing with this cancel culture and it's how fucked up and stupid it is sometimes. You cancel people before you realize whether they're aware or they're mm-hmm. not. So give them a chance to be aware before you mm-hmm. cancel them. And know James Harden's background and his history. James Harden pretty much for the movement. That man is in these streets giving back mm-hmm. to his community. Don't do that. You, you shouldn't do that. Granted, it's, it, 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 it's not... We don't even necessarily know if that's what that mask represents. It could just be a color off on the Punisher, and, and that's it. It doesn't necessarily have to, you know, mean Blue Lives Matter. Y'all just saw the blue streak and thought, like, oh, this nigga on some on some Blue Lives Matter shit, and and and, and, and even if he was, so what? Right. Not all cops are mm-hmm. fucked up. Right. Like, do your research, granted. Ask a question even more before y'all judge. Because y'all just come off even more ignorant as these motherfuckers that sit there and say, why does black lives matter when all lives matter? Y'all just as ignorant. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's just, that's my take on it. Yes, they overreacted. Two, James Harden, granted, he needs to be more aware of certain things because he's a public figure. But it's no harm, no foul. Mm-hmm. Right. Go ahead, Tay. So, Matt, I agree with you. I agree with you for a few reasons, right? First of all, the blue line in for the Blue Lives Matter originally came through for cops who were killed on duty. Mm-hmm. And now in highly politicized times, you know what I'm saying, people take it Don't talk about that. and adapt it as an attack against Black Lives Matter, which isn't fair. You get what right. I'm saying? So we do know that... And Teach them, Tay. You already know. Teach them, Tay. We do know that police officers do put their lives on the line every day when they go to work. And there, there's been a lot of police officers who have lost their lives as well. So their lives do matter too. But the people took that blue line that was to commemorate the life that was lost of people who were on duty and made it into the anti-Black Lives Matter, and it shouldn't be so. You get what I'm saying? I feel like with the James Harden situation, you know, I do agree with Matt. Again, you know, maybe if that's not the message you wanted to portray, maybe you could have done a little bit more research. You get what I'm saying? But Mm -hmm. I feel as if people kind of overreacted to it. Okay. I think that given the times, these are very highly sensitive times, and I get why. You get what I'm saying? I am Black Lives Matter all day, every day, Mm -hmm. all the time. But the message of Black Lives Matter isn't the exclusion of any other lives mattering as well. When you look at the racial breakdown of the NYPD, it's 51% white, 50, 49% people of color. Mm. So what if he meant black blue lives matter? You know what I'm saying? Like, does that mean black people who are police officers, their lives don't matter because they're police officers? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they off the boat. That's they not off the fair. boat or the master. Right. So at the end of the day, I do feel that people are people should be free to express support for police officers 
they should be feel they should feel free to express their support for black lives. I don't feel that those and just because you're for black lives shouldn't mean that you're against police. You can be mm-hmm. against the things that happen when police brutality are mm-hmm. amidst, you know what I'm saying? But I think that people overreacted and they kind of like canceled before, you know, pressing pause. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and really, yo, I could have seen on Amazon, hey, punish your mask with the blue line and be like, oh, okay, shit. Mm-hmm. I like, my favorite color is blue, you know? But Facts. at the end of the day, I feel like it's not a rep- it should not be a representation of being anti-Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. And people... And it, and it isn't. That's the crazy thing. It isn't. Think about it. And I'm going to give this example. Uh, God rest George Floyd's you know, so, and, and, and again, it's a fucked up situation, but granted, these cops that did this to him, did they no. die? All right, then. The, 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 the motherfuckers that did what they did to Eric Gardner and to, um, and, and, and to all these, like, these black people, like Breonna Taylor and everybody, like, No, and their lives die? weren't in danger when, when... Exactly. So, Blue Lives Matter doesn't mean we support the niggas that we, we support the motherfuckers that kill us. No, the ones that die in the field of duty trying to protect and serve, their lives matter. They should have mattered. Yeah, mm-hmm. their lives should have mattered. That's all that that is. There's no, there's no harm, no foul in saying blues lives matter unless it's in response to these fucked up cops that do mm-hmm. fucked up shit. You get what I'm saying? And it shouldn't be that way in, in, in a sense where you're, you're, you're bunching them all up together because then that's profiling. You're basically saying, like, oh, he got a badge. He like them niggas. He like the nigga that, that, that arrests me for armed robbery when I, when I was just coming from a basketball game. I'm not going to do that. I wouldn't look at my mother and my aunt like that. Right. Like I said, rest in peace to my mom, rest in peace to my aunt Paulette. I would never look at them the same way that I look at at, at Officer Rodriguez that fucking put me in cuffs just because I had a fucking tan hoodie and fit the description. I would never do that. Because I know when they see me, they see MJ. They don't see they don't see oh, some random black kid with a hoodie on and a flag in his back pocket. That's not even mm-hmm. being shown. They don't look at me and see that. I'm not gonna bunch them all up together. I don't and we don't want to, and, and, the, and her friends and know and that I'm not going to do that. The thing is, we as black people don't want to be bunched up and stereotyped either. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, it's like using we use the same narratives basically to say almost the same things. Even though, like when a police officer when they're off duty, they're off duty. Their mm-hmm. lives should still matter. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't change the fact that I'm black. I wouldn't if I could. Right. I understand some of them just look at it as a career choice. It's something to provide for their family and to protect their community. Some of them, the ones that understand, the ones that grew up in these communities, like, look, New York, by any stretch of the magic, everything that y'all heard about New York is is 100% the truth. It is rough to live out there. Brooklyn, the Bronx, Harlem, Queens, Jamaica, Queens, some parts of Staten Island, it's rough to live in these areas. And if you grow up in these areas, 
yeah, they're becoming gentrified mm-hmm. now. They're cash grabbed now. But they were communities that were affected by mm-hmm. poverty, affected by drugs, affected by gang. And, and, and not all gang activity is bad. You got some gang activities that try to protect their community. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, not you, you want to police it to the best of your abilities, yes, but you want to be fair and you want to help bring your community out of that, out of that, 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 that narrative of being fucked up. Like, Best Eye is not as fucked up as it was when we was in the 90s. There was a homicide on Marcus Garvey Boulevard damn near every Friday. You know what I'm saying? It's not the same like how it was back then. I'm not going to give all credit to the 79th Precinct. I'm not. But there's some officers that, that play a part in that. And I can credit PAL and, and, and um, the Yogi Bear programs for these kids, getting them away from all of that. I don't know how many of you, I don't know if, if Dre, if you ever played in the PAL leagues and, and played ball for them or say if you ever volunteered. And I know I did. That was, that was under the 79 right. percent. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, not all no, cops are I never, No, I, I would never do, do that. that. And I think that what the problem is, is that we have this thing where you have to pick sides. And I think that just because you may support police doesn't mean that you don't support black lives. And I think that at the end of the day, we should be supporting, we should not support divisive behaviors. And I think that at the end of the day, what we need to do as a people, like all of us, we just need to be more willing to listen and learn. Listen and learn, you know, like, just because I say Black Lives Matter, it doesn't mean that I don't care about your life. It's just that I want you to care about mine, too. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so, no, we're not canceling so James my Harden. Take, that man does way too my much. My take on the James Harden situation. Um, I'll play devil's advocate here. Um, which the political climate that's going on, he should be more responsible. I'm not canceling James Harden either. Reason I'm saying that is, and and your PR person, your PR person got to step their game up. Yeah, you got to step their game up because because I, I don't blame this completely on James Harden because there there are people. Is they allowed in the bubble? It's not about him being in it, it being a bubble. He but probably didn't even order that for himself. Right. 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 So the people around him have to be better. And my thing is part of that, if you are in black, if you're real heavy in Black Lives Matter, go going out and marching in the community. And I can't even give James Harden the excuse of not being on social media. James Harden is on social media. James Harden is on social media. He knows everything that's going on. Jim Harden watches the news. He, he, most of these players do. The thing is, like I said, with, with saying that, you have to be responsible and know that you're going to take some heat for it. 
Like, granted, I can believe that he didn't. What's the name? That he 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 didn't know, right? So even if you didn't know, it's irresponsible. It's partly irresponsible for you not knowing. At least he didn't go on. My my big thing with James Harden, at least he didn't go on the defensive and start like blacking on people for for getting at him. Because then it would have made it look worse. I agree with that. So so now, after playing devil's advocate, my real feeling, my my actual feeling towards it is, so what? (laughs) It is a. If we're gonna be up in arms about that then people should be up in arms again about the political statements on the back of NBA jerseys. I agree. I agree. Right. Because if we if we can like I said, and of course people oh people being coons and that no, it's not about being coons. It's about when we say equality, we mean for everybody. Uh, stuff is happening to us. We want equality for us, but we want equality for everybody and everybody has their First Amendment right to say what they want to say and, and, and live how they want to live, honestly. Well, they, so, people should have that, that right. Right. People the, should, the, I apologize. Yeah, people right. should, people have, that should right. have that right. So even if James Harden, like you said, James Harden is supporting the police. I don't know James Harden's story about, I don't know his family, I don't know his, his past and everything like that. So if he was supporting the police because of stuff that went on in the police with him, Fine, that's cool. Whatever. Granted, if he didn't know, fine. Now you know now. If you still continue to wear the mask, again, it is what it is. You can get another mask, but at the same time, he's not. If he's not looking at it that way, and it's not like he's wearing a a, a mask with a swastika on it, or that's the, different. The clan or the clan symbol, which is what which is the problem we have right now. People see the police as the Klan and Nazis, which is why they overreacted the way they did. Yeah. Some police act like fucking Nazis in the Klan, but that is some. We're not saying all police act like that. I just think it was like, oh, it's a mask. I- I've seen that mask before. I've seen it. I- I've seen it before. It's a cool-looking mask, and for James Harden, again, it covers his whole face. I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to trip out and cancel a nigga because of, uh, because of a mask, especially something, a small mask like that, especially after I just saw him out in the streets. Bro almost got COVID being out in the streets. Margin for Black Lives Matter. If people are worried about some stupid-ass mask, you're missing the bigger picture, clearly. You're missing the bigger picture. Back. So, back. Uh, all so, this shit is so distracting from the main message. Like, mm-hmm. people are finding so much time to talk about this nonsense about this, and you know, mm-hmm. they should be really. There's other things that we need to be putting our focus on. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? We haven't, if, if people are so outraged and angered and stuff, we have an election coming up in November. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's mm-hmm. where you use your constitutional rights to vote. You know what I'm saying? If you don't like how the, the, the country is going, you use your voice. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. So uh, we're going to stay on some basketball, right? But we're going to talk some WNBA. We don't get 
a lot of time, get much time to usually talk about the WNBA, but definitely wanted to uh, reach into the story. So, um, I guess when was this, Matt? November on um, our older on our old um, podcast, the Four Quarters podcast. We did um, a WNBA pe- episode, and um, yeah. we talked about a few players. But one of the players that's come up and who's been a dog for the past couple years now is Elena Deladon. She. Uh, Okay, your favorite basketball player. She's not my favorite basketball player of all time. (laughs) But, um, so his, fuck you. So his, his thing, um, (laughs) she was the final, she was the MVP last year of the league and she won, um, a championship with the Washington Mystics. The thing about, uh, but it's not so much about her play. Um, she suffered from, um, Lyme disease, right? Damn. She's had it for a while. Every day she has to take sixty-four pills. Right. Yikes. Right. Um, That's commitment. Twenty Damn. before breakfast, twenty after breakfast, and some some yeah. You can you can get it. She she wrote a she wrote a letter a about it. Um, she she wrote a letter about it, which I'm gonna post on the page. But um, that's not the problem. Problem is the WNBA and the NBA have uh, doctors, independent doctors that would rule a player medically excused to uh, what's the name to miss out the season if they feel that uh, they're at a higher risk for COVID because of their um, their uh, affected immune system. So with Lyme disease. Obviously, your immune system is 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 weaker. Weak, but the doctors and the WNBA panel of physicians denied the medical exemption exemption for her. So they were basically saying that she has to play this season, which is low key sick because her immune system is compromised, meaning that she has a higher chance to get the COVID if any of the other ladies. Or anybody else in their bubble, which we're going to get to, um, gets COVID. Luckily for her, her team said she can sit out, and they're going to pay her. Um, what are your thoughts on how the WNBA in general, not the team, but the WNBA is handle was handling that? Because I, I personally feel that, like the the. I get you guys have, you know, doctors and panels and stuff like that to make sure people are actually sick and and really can't do it. But when someone is actually sick and they can't do it, you say, no, that that makes y'all look terrible. That makes the whole league looks terrible. But I think the problem with this is Mm -hmm. we don't know. We still, unfortunately, don't know enough about COVID Mm-hmm. To know its interaction interaction with Lyme disease, I right. think that's the the problem. Mm-hmm. I think that that's the the confusion. It's just that okay, look, we don't we know that if you're immuno, am I am, am I echoing? Yes, you are. Hold on. Mm-hmm. You don't sound like you're going mine. Is it better I'll, now? Yes. 
Okay. So. Hello? Yeah. Tay? Tay? Uh-oh. So how'd you disappear? Um. Let her know we can't hear her, but, um. Yeah, that. Regardless of, um. I, I get what Tay is saying in terms of the unknowing. Like, nobody knows uh, about the disease because, um. Honestly, we're, we're still learning about it. And, um. It's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. It's a, it's a lot to handle. So, um. Matt, can you still hear me? Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. How but, do you feel? Right, if you yes. want my view on it, I feel honestly, this is why people should have like their own doctors mm-hmm. in a sense. Because uh, doctors from mm-hmm. leagues and corporations, they have their own narrative and their own yeah. agenda. And it's more or less the bottom line to get more money. And, and Del Donna is the star mm-hmm. right now. You know, since Maya Moore's been out, like, it, she's been the right. star. And she's still young and she's mm-hmm. on the rise. So, like, her star's still bright and she's the focal point for the WNBA right now. So, of course, they're going to, as a league, they need her right. playing because mm-hmm. more eyes. So, it turns into a situation on whether or not they're they're saying this because they they genuinely think she'll mm-hmm. be fine and she's not at risk, or they're doing it because the above head want their bottom line. And with that being said, this is why you should have your own personal doctor. Being that she has such a, a serious condition, she should already have. Well, I think she has. Right? I think she has her own doctor. I think it's the the rules with the COVID thing is that. Because I'm here's the thing. If I have my own personal doctor and I'm paying my doctor, and I'm not saying Elaine Elena is doing this or any other player is doing this, but if I have that relationship with my doctor, I can tell the doctor can end up telling the league whatever it wants, which is why they have their own independent physicians and all all that stuff, which it makes sense. Makes sense. Well, this is why they have records. Right. Have records. right. But um, I think it goes along the line of what Tavia is saying. There's a lot of unknown with with this disease, and nobody knows how a lot of different diseases can come into contact, like what, it, what would happen if um, it came into contact with COVID. So um, it's, it's, it's sad that it kind of like, it turned into that, yeah. but I, I hope that um, I honestly hope that she she doesn't um, like nothing. I honestly hope that like like she doesn't like everyone's gonna be looking at the WNBA weird like this. Why? Because she's not it's, playing. Because so they because denied her, yeah. Because the they did not, the WNBA denied her request. So, 
Well, they haven't been looking good for like the last two weeks anyway. Because the other lady from Atlanta, um, from Atlanta, so I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, COVID, COVID, in in general, uh-huh. has brought a lot right. of shit to life, and it's not necessarily mm-hmm. good shit that's come to light. It's a yeah. lot of bad. So I mean, with that uh-huh. being said, this wouldn't be no different. I mean, the. Like I said, it, it becomes an individual situation where you made that decision like, look, I'm not playing because I'm at right. risk. If y'all don't give a fuck about my shit, I can go back mm-hmm. overseas. She could make the same amount of money. She could probably mm-hmm. make more overseas. Right. She doesn't necessarily need the WNBA. They need her more than, than she needs them. Yeah. She's a premier athlete. So if her health is in, in jeopardy because they're only thinking about money instead mm-hmm. of her, fuck them. I know it's bad to say it, but fuck them. Like, look, we are in fucked up ass times right now. Like Tavia said, we do not know. We don't know too much about this COVID mm-hmm. shit. So everything is up in the air. And if you don't feel safe, you got to do what you got to do so you're safe. And so your sanity is good. So your mental is great. Yeah, yeah, your physical is great. And she's an athlete. She has to always be great. Yeah. 60-something, you said 60-something fucking pills? That's mm-hmm. a lie. That, that is, is a, a lie. lie. That's a whole lot. But, um, yeah, it, it's, as long as the athletes are safe, I, and I, now I, I understand more about you not wanting the players to play it because as things are starting to ramp up and get closer, I find myself not being as excited as I was at the beginning. And, I, and we'll get to that in a moment. Bro, that's what I said. It's like lab rats. Yeah. It's not a it's not a good thing. It feels like it feels like you ever you ever watch some old ass movies where they got these old kings and queens that yeah. can't watch motherfuckers fight to their death for mm-hmm. entertainment. That's what yeah. it feels like. It don't feel right. I love basketball, but it's like I don't want to risk Russell Westbrook fucking crapping out in the middle of the floor from heat exhaustion because he caught the fucking virus. Like, it's fucked mm-hmm. up. It's fucked up yeah. feeling. We all gonna sit there with the IE ass face because we like, this could have been avoided. This is all for us. Yeah. The moment something happens, it, it's, it's just gonna do that. It's gonna it's get, gonna get worse. worse. But they got to figure this shit out and have a strength hold on this shit before they shoot playing. That is my thing. No, you're 100%. I'm not cool to laugh. You're 100% shit. right. You you are 100% right. So, um, we did have some technical difficulties, but Tavia is back. Now, um, T, what were you saying in terms of, you know, the unknown, like people not knowing about the virus and how it, 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 it affects certain people? Right. So... My concern is that we don't know what the we don't know what the interactions are between the two. Right. You know what I'm and I guess that sometimes they feel they might probably feel like if you still want to play, mm-hmm. like it's, it's, you know, you're putting yourself at risk regardless because you have Lyme disease. So I'm not saying it's right. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But I'm just saying what it is. Yeah. I get you. I, I get you 100. Like me and Matt were saying, it's just a lot of it is 
unknowing. Uh, a lot of it's not knowing, but people are going to look at the WNBA crazy because somebody who clearly has a compromised immune system was denied medical right. excuse for for the season. So it, it's all for money. It, like I said, it could be for money, be for whatever. It, like I said, I'm trying to give the WNBA the benefit of the doubt because regardless, if, if, if there's not much money put into the WNBA in general. So if it can't, it, for me, I don't think it's really about the money. I think it's more of people don't know. So I want to give them the benefit of the doubt on this one. I do, I do get why you would say it was money because Della Don is their best woman player right now. This is best woman NBA player by far right now. So yeah, because Maya Moore's been out, and I don't know if um, I don't even know if she's coming back right now. Right, she's not she coming back. This season. She's not coming back us. this season. She's not yeah, coming back so this I mean, season. Yeah. Yeah, they need her to play. Yeah, they. I I agree. So um. Move forward, still in the WNBA. Um, there are some a lot of differences, let's say, to um, the two bubbles the WNBA bubble and the NBA bubble. Um, and as you as we say that about um, what's the name, as about Elena Deladon about being medically excused, not being medically excused, Tina Charles, one of the greatest WNBA players of all time. Was medically excused for from from play. The homie from Price the Kid. Yeah, um, she has extrinsic asthma. She says, yeah, which impacts the immune system and would make playing during the pandemic very risky and dangerous. Get it? I get it. Safety is the number one priority. Totally understand. Um. Let's see. So the, the the two bubbles are different. The the WNBA bubble, um, let's let's say the NBA bubble. Kyle Kuzma posted a picture of people having sushi and stuff, right? WA just posted a picture of food that looks like. It was made inside a corner store kitchen and, and, and put on a black plate and given to them. Oh, God. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, it is sick. Like, 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 um, I don't know exactly where the WNBA bubble is, that it's not too far from the men's. Um, but there was a video going around about one of the laundry rooms inside the WNBA bubble. And we, you have you seen like a public laundromat inside somebody's building that looks like the filthiest, dirtiest type of laundromat? Yep. That's what the fuck it looks like. Oh God. And that's the problem. I that's the problem I have. Without even looking at pictures, when somebody said, "Oh, there's gonna be a WNBA bubble and there's gonna be an NBA bubble," I already knew. I'm like. The WNBA is going to get treated like shit, and they're going to get the shittiest bubble. And and the NBA is going to be Grand Poobah, Grand Supreme. 
because this goes back to Matt's point. And to go back to your point a couple episodes ago, it's a cash grab. If you you can treat the players who make the most money like 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 fucking kings, but you don't treat your women athletes like queens. That is my major that's my biggest issue with this bubble thing right now, too. Because if you're gonna have the bubble and and, and preserve and preserve a season and make people play, you need to treat these athletes like royalty like they are. You can't treat one side of the of of the road one way and treat the other side of the road another. That sucks. It it, it sucks. Nice. I am not surprised. Yeah. Like, like the um Candace Parker said um she the only reason she she was able to bring her eleven year old daughter inside the bubble. Yeah. Oh. It was uh, what's her name? She said it was a package deal. <laughs> She'll play if she can bring her daughter. What, what? What are you gonna say? What are you gonna say to Candace Parker? No. They need all the star power they can get. <laughs> that that's what I'm saying. It's some lab rat shit. I don't feel comfortable with none of this shit. Mm-hmm. It just it just don't feel right. There, I mean, Russell Westbrook already tested positive for it. Mm-hmm. It was just like, bro, this shit. This, uh, Florida is. I don't know how true this is that Florida is climbing, like how it's climbing as much as they're saying, because I'm mm-hmm. still seeing on Instagram and Snapchat and Facebook and Twitter that it is lit in Florida right now. Everybody's still hitting the beaches like, like nothing wrong. I don't know, bro. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know at all. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's a risk. If it's, if it's as big as a risk as everybody is saying it, what is the point of all of it? What is the purpose of it? I don't, I don't get it. Like, people, stop. I, I said this at the beginning of the pandemic. If you do not need to, and, and you do not need to go to Florida for essential needs, don't go to Florida. If you're going to Florida. Whoa, I'm going to Florida. Right. Staying in, I'm staying in my villa, though. Right. Your, your trip was way planned in advance time. Yeah, them niggas ain't giving me no refund. Right. You're not getting no refund. So, sit and lose whatever $100 you did. Get. Nah. But after, I was way more than that. Still, we like, dragging so, it with this bubble shit. Like, I'm tired right. of it. Yeah, it is. You know what I'm saying? It's elaborate shit. There's not much you can really say on it. It's just, if it fails, there's so much scrutiny that's going to happen to them Mm -hmm. because it was not, like you just said, it's not essential. It's not essential to have basketball right now. If nobody is safe, it's not essential. There's not a need for it. Yeah. It's not. That's just what it is. I rather, I can't stand. The fucking Spurs. I care about their health, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, we would all love to see the Lakers and the Clippers and see who's going to win that. It could wait a fucking year. It could wait a year until mm-hmm. they get a stranglehold on all this shit. This shit is too much. But we don't even know much. if we're ever going to get a stranglehold of COVID, and that's the sad part about it. Right. That's the crazy. So do we part. risk them? Do we risk people in? in and and in the heat of it, just just to just to suit everybody's financials and 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 and, and greed for entertainment, yeah. it's not that deep. 
It's right. not that deep. They're human beings first. They got kids. They got family. Well, they could have always yeah. opt- they could have always opted out not to play. A lot of players could have opted out not to play. That's the other side of it. You opt out, you do not get paid. And it is like it is such a double edged sword when it comes to yeah, this. Yeah, but it's not really a big double edged sword. Like if I don't get up and go to work, my daughter don't eat. If they don't right. get up and go to work, you know what I'm saying? Like they may not get an addition to their 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 mansions. Right. But it goes back to what I was saying the other week. It's like the major players, the bronze, the ADs, the Kawhis, the Paul George, the um the um Paul George is a major player. The um the Giannis, the, those people who are getting paid tremendously. They can stay home and be fine. It is the players that are after them that depend on that game check. And and it's not necessarily not saying that people not handling their money right, but you gotta understand. I don't know. Goddamn thing. At yeah. the end of the day, like <laughs> if y'all are so scared to, to to get COVID and all stuff like that, stay home. Hmm. Stay home. I'm sorry. Because they paychecks and my paycheck, two different things, baby, two different tax brackets. And look yeah. at, you know, like I said, look at them. Like, the restless never stops. Mm-hmm. And, they, you know, they never stop. Yeah, they get paid less. And they, they have more, way more chance of getting it, especially down in, one in Tampa and one in Jacksonville. Yeah, but, so, <laughs> I don't even want to hear that. I don't even want to hear that. Like, I get you. So, um... Last thing before we get to our question, Washington Redskins. Did you read this article? You know about- what, <laughs> man, I was waiting for Tavia shit. Thank you, Shaq, for the um. Yes, thank you, Shaq. Thank for you, Shaq, link. for the link. But yeah, I was waiting to hear Tavia's point. This is all Tavia. <laughs> oh, well, you just it's- gonna nominate me, huh? Of course. You ain't read. You ain't read what I said. It's all sister soldier. Go ahead. <laughs> The Redskins have launched an internal investigation after 15 former um, women employees. It says female, but no. Former women employees and two journalists who covered the team accused the team staffers of sexual harassment and verbal abuse, according to CNN. So not Uh, only only do you have a racist name, right? mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, like, you got the nerve. You got the audacity <laughs> to have such a toxic culture. Yes. They have a lot of things, but they damn sure had that audacity, boy. What I don't appreciate, I don't appreciate that people have to be so afraid of their reputation. Mm-hmm. That they have to assume anonymity to talk about toxic culture. Like if they, this would have not have been a headline had the conversation about the name change came into effect, right? Which is troubling all in its own. Mm-hmm. But like, if it's fifteen women who are willing to come out. That means that it's 50 women that this has happened to. Yeah. Maybe even more. 
and, and maybe we always have these conversations about women in sports. We need more women in sports and stuff. And then when stuff like this happens, you you see why women are kind of like, eh, when it comes to working for sports teams. Come on, we have to do better. We have to do better. Like these executives, like this this sexual harassment stuff, like on the corporate side matches how ugly that reputation of the Redskins is on the inside. Yeah. So. That, it, it, is, it is sick. Like like you just said, we promote having more women in sports, but if women don't feel safe in sports, how can we have more women in sports? Exactly. This is not fair. It's not fair. Like, I can't like I said, it is unfair to me as a man to request or, or even have the thought to have more women in, in sports knowing that women aren't protected, not just in sports, just in general. So it so it, it is you know, you know if you're sexually harassed at work, it's happened to me before. Mm-hmm. It's very uncomfortable. Happened to me too. You you get you feel unsafe. Mm-hmm. Like I used to go to work with like weapons, mm. just in case. Like I had to be late, and this Baby. guy there was. Two you know guys you go to work. Leave it, Matt. Leave it, Matt. I want to hear the point. I'm telling my story, and he got to sit there and pull yeah, 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 yeah. my damn spell card. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. And I used to have to walk other women to. We used to have to walk together from mm-hmm. these particular coworkers, and we complained several times to management about them, mm-hmm. and they were never fired. They were just promoted. One got fired, and then got rehired in a higher position. Wow! And That's... all of us who complained about it are no longer there. Crazy. Just. Matt, your thoughts on 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 the Redskins stuff? I mean, it's a lot of this sexual harassment thing going on in, in the world today. I mean, it, it's something that should never be ignored. It's 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 getting worse by the day, and it's just like I agree. I feel like we need to protect our women a lot more from these creeps that's in the world. No woman should ever feel unsafe going to work. Or Nobody being at work. Nobody. Nobody. Like I've been harassed at work, you know, but I'm a man, so it's like. We don't say that here. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just saying, like it is. It, I felt I felt uncomfortable at work plenty of times, but I mean, what can I do about it? At the end of the day, that's the culture. Like, they'll this is but you're a man. How do you get sexual harassment? Like, I'm also a married man. That can go left any way, any shape, any form. It could turn into, well, he did this, 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 and that. I didn't do none of that shit. But right. who are you going to believe, me or her? Well, if you have the proof, like. Bro, like, hey, I say it all the time, but and, and I say it sometimes as a joke, but it's really the truth. Sometimes, like, you, you don't let the facts get in between a good story. They're going to look at it like, look, if I can save a damsel in distress, I look better than I can save a man, because a man can handle himself. That's mm-hmm. how I was viewed. Yeah, but I don't think that's fair. Because I'm, I'm, it isn't fair, but I'm that's bigger, what it is. I, you know, I'm taller than a lot of the 
not only say the average man, I'm like the height of the average man. And there's been men mm-hmm. I feel like I've had to protect. She's the height of Kevin there. Stop it. And you the height of Ray Mysterio. Like where where we where we going with this? More like Marco Stunt. <laughs> That's worse. DC. I know. Okay. College. College. <laughs> I'm joking. But um No, nah, but tell you that's a real thing though. Like I'm not gonna hold you. Like I can remember one time that like in general, like I just got to this job and I got a higher position and you know, you could walk around the sweatpants with the plant and they're looking at me, like they're staring at me. And I'm like the quintessential Brooklyn dude. Like you can tell that I'm not from around this area, I'm from a different area. So I'm somebody that they've never seen before. And they're like, oh, he's different. I'm exotic. I'm like West Indian in a sense because I'm not from that town. I'm from New York. So they're looking at Prince. They're looking at the way that I walk. And they're listening to the way that I talk in a sense. And then it's like, yo, you married? And like they'll, they literally like shoot their shot. And it's uncomfortable because you don't want to say the wrong thing because hell has no fury like a woman's scorned. Like so, you can say, you can turn somebody down, and then they can take that and make that into something totally crazy, and yep. you're gonna look fucked up. And it's happened to me plenty of times. It, it it takes people to get to know me to know the type of person that I am, and I'm very outgoing. I'm very fun to be around. I'm very, you know, calm, cool, and I'm more of like a, a, a therapist sometimes when I talk. Drake can attest to this. I'm, I'm just, that's just how I am. I care about other people being cool before my own happiness in a sense. But there'll be people that I can turn, there'll be girls that I've turned down and they'll turn that into some totally crazy ass narrative just to, just to fuck with me because no woman wants to be turned down. That's a very sexist comment. Oh, sorry. I don't know how to view that. Nobody wants to be turned down. Not no woman. No one. No person wants to be turned down. Right. Oh, you good? Um. So to to get it on a, um, a bit of a lighter note to end end the episode, um, we asked earlier. In, uh, we asked last week. Who are five wrestlers? Uh, who have never won? the WWE, WWF title. Who are the five best wrestlers who never won it? And like I said, it was a bit of a back and forth on after the, um, on um, Madden and um, <laughs> Chicken and Madden the other day with Wilkins, shouts to Wilkins um, between Tay and Wilkins. And it, 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 it was I'm also... I'm going from here, Dre. Oh, okay. Okay. There you oh, go. Shit. So, Wilkins believes that you can't have a top five wrestlers who should have won the WWE, WWF title without having Scott Hall, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, before I even compose my list, I thought to myself, I'm like, self, there Lord. are several people. Scott, Ta- Scott Hall is a talented wrestler. Don't get me wrong. His Razor Ramon gimmick was amazing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Was it, height, though? At the height of his Razor Ramon popularity, he was, I would say, about 95, 96. He was still around number four, number five in terms of popularity. Mm-hmm. I agree. 
And even Ahmed Johnson was more popular than him at that time. I wouldn't go that far. I would go that far. I hated that, Ahmed Johnson. That Ahmed <laughs> Farouk feud was one of the first times that people had their eyes on two black wrestlers in an upper mid-card feud. Mm-hmm. I only remember Ahmed and Goldust. Is that bad? Well, that that wasn't his highest, his best moment. But when Ahmed was white hot at one time, he was looked at as second to like Shawn Michaels. Whoa! At one point. Oh, you talking about like around SummerSlam? Yeah, 90, SummerSlam where he went against Vader. Ninety-five, mm-hmm. some, yeah, ninety-five, yeah. So you talking about around the time he went against Vader, they had yeah, that yeah. I think the Goldust feud was towards like when he was already starting to fall off. You get what yeah. I'm but I'm talking about at the height of his popularity, like Scott Hall in WWE, WWF at the time, he mm-hmm. was like fourth or fifth behind Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Diesel, mm-hmm. Ahmed Johnson, Vader, Taker. Taker. Taker, and then Scott Hall. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what that- about Savio Vega? Would you put them up there too? But I would I wouldn't put Savio Vega above Scott Hall though. You're right, you're right. I give you that. I give you that. You know what I'm saying? So when when devising my list, right? I have mm-hmm. it in, in a few tiers, right? You can't have a, a top wrestlers who should have won a WWE WWF title without mentioning Mr. Perfect. That's Rick Rude. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Jake the Snake Roberts. Bart Nichols. Owen Hart. You know it. Better than Brent. I said it. And the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. No. <laughs> okay? Everybody has a price. And then special mentions also go to like Roddy Piper, mm-hmm. Jesse Ventura, the Dynamite Kids, Dusty Rhodes. You know it. Paul Ondorf. Woo! So, okay. What I'm talking about. Look at mm-hmm. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Yeah. My, Nick, what? Yes. William Regal. Mm. What? Okay. Even Christian. Uh, but he's nah. on that. <laughs> no, Christian is on. Christian will be on the level. Like, there's a tier where Scott Hall falls under. And the people where Scott Hall falls under are as such. Ricky. Rikishi in 2000. Definitely. Okay. Not even 2000. 2000 and... Uh, Rikishi, when he, when he was like, I did it for The Rock, and he was the big biggest right bad guy in the, in the industry at the time. Mm-hmm. Rikishi in 2000. Scott Hall falls under this list, right? The Christians. Like the DDPs. Yeah. The Mr. Kennedy. Oh, uh, DDP. Oh, man. I, I, feel uh, like, I feel like DDP should be higher than Scott Hall. I don't even feel but like I'm just talking about as far as WWE. The w, I'm talking about his oh. W by the time he got to WWE. But, I don't okay. think DDP should have won the title on WWE. He's great in WWE. But I'm just saying that's, that. that's the level where I see Scott Hall. Yeah. All right. I got a question. And I'm going to explain my point. Right? Uh-huh. I feel like I'm going to get so much heat for this, for this comment. I feel like our truth should be on this list somehow. Not like top ten, but I feel like our truth is a great talent that should have been taken serious to even be in 
in in line to have a title shot. And and I'm gonna explain why, right? Our troop is very entertaining. Can cut a promo. Can wrestle his ass off. If anybody's seen our troop in TNA and in the NWA and everything that he he's accomplished in the ring with fused with Jeff Jarrett and and and, and such. I feel like our troop has everything that you need as far as look. Uh, yeah, look. The um ability. The charisma, the, the ability. ability. Like, yeah. It, it, yeah. Yeah, I feel like our troop should be up there. You know, and when, I know I'm a. You know when, especially in WWE, when him and the Miz feuded with Rock and Cena, with Little Jimmy. Mm-hmm. I think I would have taken him a, a lot more. But the thing is, I can't add our truth without adding Wade Barrett. That's mm-hmm. that was a boat that was missed. Mm-hmm. When we had the summer of Nexus in 2010, that was the perfect time to take a new guy and run with him. We didn't get a new we didn't get new guys at the top until we got the shield. I'm hearing some yeah, Matt just, noises. Matt just um I don't know what happened with Matt, but continue. Yeah. But Scott Hall, I'm, I would never take his abilities away from him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to make this... Oh, my goodness. Go ahead. You didn't want to make it... I didn't want to make this, well, my list is better. But look at the people that I named. And this, there are several that I didn't name either. Mm-hmm. Think about Lex Luger. Lex Luger in the summer of 93 <laughs> was popping. He was, he was. popping. I, I when he like... jumped off that damn helicopter... On July fourth and body slam Yokozuna. I just, you can't I just, say nothing about Lex that year. Yeah, I, I just don't like Lex. Me, I, I, mean, I just don't like Lex. Like, like, there's some people on this list that I didn't like either. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But Ron, also Ron Simmons, Booker T. You know what I'm saying? Like these are people who you could have, mm-hmm. who who deserved it to me a little bit more. And this is like substance abuse issues and stuff to the side. Yeah, this is just based on. Real like merit, merit, merit. storyline direction where it mm-hmm. would have fit, where it wouldn't have fit, who you could have seen them in a feud with, who right. you couldn't have, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I, I couldn't see uh in in like you would say like late nineties attitude era, right? Mm-hmm. I couldn't see Scott Hall facing Stone Cold and The Rock and being a viable threat to them, or even during the Shawn Michael times, Bret mm-hmm. Hart times. I didn't see it. But like going back to Matt's point, our truth. I love our truth. I love our truth. But these are so many people who I felt was more deserving. And when you look at this generation, you know you have like the the Corbins, the Shinsuke's, yep. the Samoa Joes, the Big E's, Bobby Lashley, Cesaro, Bobby Roode. These are people who I feel like you could take a strap a rocket to them and they'll take off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They still I think Drew time. Drew was on that list before he won. Oh hell yeah! Drew was on the list even, before he won. Even even Braun, they were people were having those whispers about Braun. You know what I'm saying? But Drew was definitely on that list. That that full circle story, you can't touch it. I just hate that we weren't able to see it in person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like COVID messed that up. I feel. But he was he was such deserving of it before now. Yeah. You know, and then on the women's side, you have like Bianca, 
you know what I'm saying? Bianca Belair. You have Sonya Deville. You have Mandy Rose. You have Lacey Evans. You have Shayna Baszler. You have mm-hmm. Ruby Riot. These are people who I feel like instead of like tossing it back and forth to the same people, you know what I'm saying? Even Peyton Royce. That's her name, right? From what? um Iconics. From Iconics? Yeah. yeah. These are people who I feel like deserve a, a run. Yeah, but that's I think. my list, and I'm sticking to it. So, what was your five? You gave you gave without you gave a whole bunch of name, but what was your five? No, no, I said give me five. You all gave right. me a list. I, I mean, you got right. yeah, you gave me from the old, my five from old school will be mm-hmm. Mr. Perfect, mm-hmm. Rick Rude, Roddy Piper, Owen Hart, and Ted DiBiase. Mm. With honorable mention to Jake the Snake. Mm, that's a virus. That's a virus series team right there. <laughs> yeah, and then when you think about like the 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 '90s, you you definitely have to say like the Owen Hart's. You yeah. have to say Ahmed Johnson, even though you might not want to. You have to say Ron Simmons. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. You have to say Vader. These yeah. are people you have to say. You you and you do unfortunately have to say Lex Luger. Yeah, unfortunately, but yeah, you have to say that. And then, in the, and then the two thousand tens, you have like Mr. Kennedy, you have um, Mr. Kennedy, you have Bobby Lashley, you have Christian. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So these are different eras of people who missed the boat. You know what I'm saying? I feel. Yeah, no, like I the get. Newer guys, there's still time. There is still a lot of time. There's still a lot of time. I, I do agree. Um. I agree with your whole list. Um, my list. Um, number five. I definitely have. Um, Wait, I definitely have. You lost Matt. Yeah, I, I, I know. I, I sent him um, my invite again. So hopefully, he gets it. But um, I'm gonna start with mine. My my number five. Uh, in terms of being. Like if we're being technical about not winning the WWE title, yeah. My number five is Booker T. Um, I just think that they had a chance. I think I I don't think like I said the world title is wonderful. That that title has so much prestige to it. I think that I don't think the timing of where Booker T was at was right for him to be WWE champion at the time because the WWE champion was on SmackDown. He was on Raw. They could have made a switch, but with everything that was going on on SmackDown at the time, would you have, at the, at that particular time, would you have shook things up and put the belt on Booker? Not saying he didn't deserve it. Right. Definitely yeah. not saying he didn't deserve it. But... um. Yeah, I think that um, he definitely uh, like he definitely could have been been the world champion. Um, my number four, um, definitely the Million Dollar Man. Million Dollar Man was in the title picture forever, forever. He's probably one of the people who's been in the who chased the title the longest ever. Like facts. Definitely one of the people who chased the title just for the longest time. Um, I like whew. number um 
Number three, of course, Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect, the, one of the greatest wrestlers ever and one of the greatest Intercontinental Champions ever. And yes. the fact, like I said, that was to uh, like the Intercontinental Championship at the time, like you, like we all know, was to elevate others, right? Right. To um, elevate you, if you won the IC title, you were definitely next in line to get a world title shot. And again, he was in and out the world title pitcher, but he was more known as for the Intercontinental Championship and his feuds for that. I just think that if they would have pulled the trigger on Mr. Perfect, he had everything. He had the look. He had he. He didn't need a mouthpiece. He, he was able to talk. Um, I just think, it, again, timing-wise, but they could have pulled the trigger on him. Um, next, Roddy Piper. Yeah. Again, another person who was in the main event scene forever, 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 forever. And... It's just like I said, I don't know why they didn't just put the belt on him when they had a chance to. I, I just don't know. And my number one, Owen Hart. Owen Hart for he's a trailblazer, not just for his generation, but the generation of wrestlers now. And he doesn't get enough credit for it. Owen Hart wasn't huge in terms of body wise. But I guess for his height, he was pretty big and he was moving like right. a cruiser. He was moving like 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 a cruiserweight. Yeah, at that time you wasn't yeah. seeing that for you wasn't seeing yeah. that with his size. You wasn't seeing that with his size. He had a personality, which is my th- he had more personality than Brett. Brett just had the star pill. For whatever reason, Brett had the star pill, but I felt like Owen did too. Cool. Yeah, Brett was cool and just cool, copacetic, like yeah, yeah. The best there is, yeah. Like Brett was like an R and B singer, and Owen Hart was a rapper, and they're gonna push the R and B singer higher, obviously. But I think Owen Hart should have definitely, definitely, he's definitely my number one. And like I said, like you said, I agree with you when the term in terms of Scott Hall uh, and Razor. I would. I'm not putting Razor like. I'm not giving the if we had to compare the two outsiders. I'm not putting the belt on Razor before I put it on on on, on Kevin. Absolutely not. No. I'm not putting the belt on Razor before I put it on Sean. Nope. And even at that time, I'm not putting the belt on Razor before I put it on Taker. I'm not putting the belt on Razor before I put it on Owen or or Brett or or the British uh, British Bulldog or Dynamite Kid. There's so many other people that yeah. that like that should have won it. In terms of the new generation. Got a Wade Barrett, Baron Corbin. Um, I love me Baron Corbin now. Like, like I loved him I from love the beginning. It yeah. just said, like I said, he, he had, he had to get it. Um, he will. He can never be a good guy. He can never ever be a good guy. I never ever. I no. Who else? Um, Joe, definitely, definitely Joe. Um. I grew it Matt in terms when he says truth, because like I said, I have to go back to NWA TNA run where it was like he's the first ever African American 
NWA world champion. That should mean something. That should mean something. And and he has the look. He has the talent. They just put him in a position. They put him in a position. And it was like, okay, whatever. And then my number one out of all of those, I had, who was it? I had a number one. Who was, who was my number one? Um, what the fuck? I don't remember who it was. Uh, it was, um, my number one, honestly, right now, I'm, I, I, it, it I'm a, I remember my other number one, but my number one right now that comes to mind is Dolph Ziggler. Um, he doesn't get enough credit for being the workhorse that he is. And it's just, I think if he would have got a WWE title run and it would have took him seriously, it would have elevated him. Like right now, like he's getting a shot against Drew. He's not going to win, but like they could have given him the, the ball and run with it a little while ago. So that's I how mean, I feel. I was at the, I, I think it was the Eyedraw Center. Mm-hmm. The night that he had cashed in the Money in the Bank 2013. Yeah. And the reaction, that was the perfect time for him. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I would have preferred to see that than another Cena ring. Yeah. At the, yeah. I think he got caught. Like I said, it, timing sucks for a lot of these wrestlers. Yes. I think yeah, timing is just terrible. Wait, between Barrett and between Barrett and Ziggler, even even Truth when Truth faced Cena at Capital Punishment, I'm like, if y'all want to do something, this is the time to do it. This might be the this might be the time to fuck some shit up and and prove everybody wrong that it won't work. But Ziggler, he definitely always had it, and I just feel like they needed to pull the trigger for him. I agree. So, with that being said, um, Matt, no, because Anchor is acting up today, so please, please excuse us. <laughs> but and now I'm grocery shopping. Oh yeah. boy, um, Matt, who is your top five wrestlers to never win the WWE title, past and present? All right, if I can start with past, mm-hmm. I would go. Ah, Jesse Ventura. Mm. Uh, Rick Rude. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Perfect. You hear me? Yeah. Yes. Uh, how much is that? That's, that's three, right? That's three. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. On my heart. Mm-hmm. Rick Rude. Not a bad list all right. at all. All right. And, um... Damn, present. R-Truth. I'm putting R-Truth up there. I got to. I put him on mine, too. Right. Um, Wade Barrett. Mm-hmm. It might be still early, but I still say Big E should be up there. Okay. I, I like Big E. He, he's doing big things right now. Uh, e. uh Cody. Cody. That's the hill you're willing to die on. I know. I'm dying on that shit. I know. I know. I'm dying on that shit. I'm going. I, I, I'm cool with that. Um, damn. This last one got to mean something. Does Mr. Kennedy count as a as a current? 
Yeah, I had put him on my my middle. Yeah, yeah I put yeah. him on that. Yeah, he would. Well, I can. Kurt, he's in the mix. He's in. He's in the mix, but he doesn't wrestle anymore. There you like go. that. He wrestles in NWA, but he's he's more likely to win the NWA title than than he is. Then that's not him. Definitely win another Goldust. title. Definitely Goldust. Yeah. In ninety was it ninety six, ninety seven? Mm-hmm. There was no bigger hill than Goldust at that time. Yeah, he wasn't Wait, necessarily what? a hill. Well, controversial. My bad. Sorry, that would be the right word to say. There was nobody more controversial than Goldust at that time. Mm-hmm. Say to say. Say to I get it. I, I get it. So it would have, have made sense to put the strap on him just to piss people off. I'm just saying, but how? Like, Goldust is a good-ass wrestler, believe it or not. I didn't. I, I never dispute that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not one of those people who be like, oh, this person is terrible in the ring and this, that, and the third. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I look at the story aspect of it, and that's how I depict whether I like a, a wrestler or not. You get what I'm uh-huh. saying? And I yeah, felt yeah. like the only time I, there's so many other people I would have put over Goldust, especially you know, my favorite of all time is who? Brian Pillman. Mm-hmm. Damn, I wanted to put him. But yeah, Brian Pillman had so much fucking injuries around that time, it would have made it, it would have been hard to put the strap on him. In, right. in, in, in a perfect world, if he was healthy and Yeah, in a perfect go- world. Yeah, in the perfect world, he was healthy and not going through what he was going through, you know, with his knees being fucked up and um and the mental issues that he was going through. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, I would have put Brian Pillman. He he should have. I felt like he should have been WCW heavyweight champion in the era that he was out there. But I agree too. It is what it is. WWE, he had an uphill battle. He had to climb with his personal demons. So. It kind of made it so, difficult. But look at so many. So You're many right. of them at the same time. You know what I'm saying? You, you, had right. Jake, you had Jake. You know, you had Scott Hall, too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You had so many different people who were battling so many different things. But I'm just talking as far as, like, talent. Like, that storyline he had with Stone Cold because of the history between the two. If that would have yeah. been a, a WWE title, a WWF title feud, that would have been money. Right. I agree with you. I 100% agree with you. But yeah, I gave you my five both, right? I got both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, let us know about your list, guys. Um, it's always it's always a good debate to 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 hear what people think about past and present superstars and 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 the world title because um, so many people deserve it. It might be people we didn't even mention that people probably would say it deserves the world title, but like I said, these are our lists. Um, I posed another question to you guys this week that you guys can answer on episode 25, right? Mm-hmm. Which will be our first live episode of the Your Sports Show. We'll be live from the studio. We'll be live on Facebook. It, it, it's going to be lit. My question to you is... Um, I think we covered it at the beginning, but I think I want to cover it again. Who is your all-time top five black athletes of, of all time? Okay. That's hard. Not, not for me, right? 
Uh, no, this is for next week. This is for yeah, next week. Hard. This is for next week. So, okay. your top five. Now, all-time black athletes of all time. We have so many that we can choose from. I so, can say who's not going on my list. Ahmed Johnson. Say that. Uh, not happening. Whatever but, happened to him? Who cares? I don't know. I thought I thought Matt was gonna be like. I, I know who's not gonna be on my list. LeBron James. I I, sworn, I, yeah, I, I would have. No, you said. Bro, I felt that you was gonna. No, I didn't say wrestling. I said all-time yeah. athletes in general. Oh yeah, that is that is hard. I thought you said wrestling. No, not not wrestling. Uh, it's all-time, um, black wrestlers. Oh man, that that that's a the that's an episode in itself too. Um, but yeah. Your top five black athletes of all time. It is very hard to put together, which is why I'm giving you a week about it. I'm going to mention, um, I have mentioned it on After the Year um, this week after our, our Extreme Rules pre-show. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Um, and whenever you're listening to this, uh, again, Make your list. Let us know. You can let us know in the comments or you can let us know in the live because it's going to be jumping that day. Our first live episode. Um, first of um, and definitely won't be our last. So, very good episode, guys. Um, you know, Anchor decided to, to trip out on us today. <laughs> but, from bullshit today. Right. But um, shout out to you guys. Shout out to Larry Morgan. I, I, One word. On. One word, the living legend. Um, shout out to the Java Tears Network, Cats and Dogs, um, us, Java Tears Podcast. And we have one new show coming to the Java Tears Podcast. We can't say it yet, but if. Well, by the time this episode drops. By the time it comes no. out, you should. By the time it comes out, you, you should know. Well, by the time you listen, you should know. So if you don't know, stay stay tuned to our Facebook and Instagram. I don't we don't want to be the ones to, to, to drop it, but like I said, I'm on good authority to know that this is this is a good pickup for the Java Tears Network. A very good pickup and black excellence is just running wild right now. Lord. Lord. <laughs> but um I am Make sure you tune in to every Sunday to after the year. Myself, BK, Matt, Tavia pops in, drops by sometimes, and then curses people out inside the comments, you know. Oh, you talking about the one that's coming up soon? We're going to have a different different after the year coming up real soon. So It's going to be the versus. Are we going to have Shantae on there? Shantae? No. We're going to have – no, there's going to be an episode. We're going to have – you know what? We're gonna have a tag team episode of of Don't after the year one time. Look, it oh, will shit. be myself and BK Matt versus Shantice and Queen Tay. Yeah, I called that. I named that Shantae. Shantae, the tag team. So, um, stay tuned for that. We're gonna definitely set that up because that is gonna uh-huh. be a very funny episode. We may review something. We may just go back. We may just debate about something. Whatever. It better not be about fucking WCW. I'm over WCW. I'm about tired of this shit. Oh, uh, and and by the time you listen to this, the, um, tune in on Thursday um, on, on Facebook Live. I will be on Talk of Champions um, 
talking about the Great American Bash 1997. A lot of good I'm things you, on, on that show. A lot of bad things on that show for sure. But I was gonna say, don't lie. It, it, it was definitely, um, definitely tune in for that. So it definitely was a struggle. Don't 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 lie. It was oh, a struggle. Oh, struggle. It was two and a half. It was almost three hours. So exactly. Um. So for Queen Tay, aka Queen Captain Falcon, I haven't called her that in a while. But she, she, she almost she almost pulled out Falcon Punch on Matt last week. So I don't know. You should just pop on Matt like as soon as you see him <laughs> next week. She be front like she don't. She likes this song. Tay, you still there? You I'm still here. I'm oh, okay. seizing. <laughs> I'm seizing. Says here. Oh yeah, you're gonna die. Oh, so God. for BK, who this may be his last episode. <laughs> love you more, bro. I love you, Tay. You really gonna team up with Shanties? That's what you gonna do? You know she hates you, right? Oh, you know before that, right? oh, my fault. Before I, I promised somebody I was gonna do this. Um, shout outs to uh, my homegirl, um, Lee Holly, aka Ogeologist 007 on Instagram, she just came out with a new podcast called Can We Talk About This? Um, it's Ogeologist. Her name is OG. What? Yes, that's her name on Instagram. Why are you making fun of my friends' names on Instagram? Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm not, Nick. I just, I just oh. want to clarify. Well, again, shout out to, um, shout to her. She has a new podcast called Can We Talk About This? Definitely tune in on Spotify and, and, and um, all the streaming platform services. So, for everybody to his network, myself, BK Matt, Queen Tay, it is your boy, Big Baby, signing off. <laughs>